Hello, sports fans. This is Sellout Sports. Today is September 8th, 2023. This is our fourth episode. I am Tori Rich. This is Michael Mawson right, right alongside me. What's going on, guys? Uh, we got energy tonight. Guys, listen, it's 11.45 p.m., but this is what Sellout Sports is all about. This is what we play for. That means we're just 12 hours away from kickoff. Exactly. Listen, like... We, we we still have energy. I took a fucking five hour energy. He drank coffee and I think you know some alcohol. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Margarita We're, for Jimmy Buffett. There we, uh, there we go. Oh, was it? It was it. It was you were pouring. Did, did you pour some out for, for I did. Jimmy? I did. There we go. All right, guys. We got a full show ahead of you because and we don't care how late it is. It's gonna be yeah. It will be September 9th by the time this episode finishes. But we don't give a fuck because we sell out for you. That's what sellout sports is all about. I like that. All right. We got a full show ahead. Obviously, we got to talk Lions and Chiefs. We got college football games. Uh, I mean, we're, we're about to get into the thick of the schedule. Um, see, we got, USA basketball a, embarrassed us. US, USA basketball embarrassed us just minutes ago. Uh, and plenty more to go. So let's just get right into it, Mike. Lions and Chiefs. This was, uh, you know, honestly, I didn't really realize it at the time, but this was the game I needed. This was the game. I think this is the game that football needed. That it, let's let's say the NFL anyway, because it, it, honestly, it was it was a great opening night game. It was the defending Super Bowl champs. I don't want to say they're all offense because I actually I like Steve Spagnuolo, you know, yeah, strategically, yeah. you know. But like, but you know, when you think the Chiefs, what do you think about? You think about Mahomes and Kelsey. If if you're a, if you're a casual fan, right? So. You get that against hard-nosed football, one of the only teams that actually still has a fucking fullback on their roster. Power, and their, power and their coach running has game. A, their coach has a nickname, right? MC, MCDC. That's a cool little nickname. Love it. Listen, I and yeah, and I, I'm going to be rooting for Dan Campbell all year. I, I am, and and not to mention, I have I have a narrative that I'm going to defend all year. Well, at least until week eight when Chris Jones comes back. But it's a bigger deal that Chris Jones is missing. Than, you know, than Tyree Kill because they won uh, a fucking Super Bowl without him. Okay, but l- let me get into that a little bit. I mean, like Travis Kelsey was missing last night, and that was a bigger piece than, than we're, Chris we're gonna, Jones. Hang on, let's come back to that because we are going to talk that. But hang on, we'll, let's just recap the game for a second, right? Fair enough. So I thought, first of all, Jared Goff got off to a horrible start. And I didn't realize until Collinsworth said it. By the way, Collinsworth not nearly as annoying as he usually. I is. love Collinsworth. I don't. I don't understand the Collinsworth hate one bit. Um, I understand the Collinsworth hate. However, I did. I did not find him annoying last night because I'm fair. Okay, I did. I thought he actually did a good job calling the game last night. Now that being said, um, so yeah, Collinsworth mentions. Yeah, Goff is one of the only eight quarterbacks that hasn't played in. Uh, didn't play in the preseason. So that was. Those were his first snaps, and God, he looked bad. They. He gets pressure in his face. He throws the ball right into the into the ground. Like okay, you know, smart play. But then on like third and three, corner route, and he missed it. I mean, he missed his receiver by a country mile. I was like, oh, this is going to be when rough. when are like NFL coaches going to realize that they need some snaps? I mean, Russell Wilson obviously didn't play last year. I mean, you can't chalk up his performance all year to that. But uh, it's it's kind of like. The narrative, if you don't play in the preseason, you're going to be a little rusty. He said it, like, I think Collinsworth mentioned it, like, in their in their pregame interview. He's like, yeah, you know, I might get off to a bad start, you know. The first series oh, might be, yeah, he's like, the first series to series and a half might be rough, but then I'll get into the flow of it. Like, Goff went in knowing that, which is kind of fucked. Um, so, anyway, yeah, so, yeah, I guess he, whatever, he shook it off quick, because then they go down the field and they score on their, their second drive, right? Um, and... 
I mean, just huge. Lions, so Lions go up seven nothing. Great drive. I love Amon uh, Amon Amon Ross St. Brown. Sorry, yeah. uh, I like I like this kid a lot. And uh, and again, and he's you a football what? player. He's a football. Yeah, he's a fucking football player, and I love him because he's a fourth round, fourth round pick, I believe. And he, so, he did the Tom Brady. I was, I'm, well, I'm telling you, man. He, oh, yeah. And he took it personally. But I'm telling you, especially with wide receivers, I think you need that. I think you need that motherfucker with a chip on his shoulder. Look at Stefan Diggs. All the best receivers, uh, with a few exceptions, are later round picks. No, he literally keeps a journal. like, And he looks at it in his locker every it. day. Yeah. Like yeah. every single day. He's like, and he, uh, he did an interview recently. He named him off the top of his head. You know the Brady. What is it? The Brady six. Like he has the 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 Amon Ra St. Brown twelve or whatever it is. Yeah. Who was the first? Dr- I mean, I mean, some of them were good. I mean, or, or okay, not quarterback. Some of the receivers were good. Like Justin Jefferson. Uh, was oh yeah, in that. it was. You know, good, like, it was a good receiver draft. But but then you have Kadarius Tony, who we'll get into in a little bit. But yeah, I, actually, I'm not. I'm not even, as much as I want to shit on a wide receiver. I'm actually not going to too much on Kadarius Tony. But I, anyway. I will then. So anyway, uh, just one thing I noted. Uh, so then. You know, Patrick Mahomes made, I, I thought, a huge play to get them back in the game because the Lions could have played much more the way they wanted to. But a third and eight completion to Justin Watson after that Lions drive, that was, that was one of the first big plays that I noted. Because, I mean, it's third and long. The Lions can get after him. And then uh, it was a big completion to Justin Watson to keep the drive alive. And then, of course, they end up tying the game instead. But I, I'm telling you, if they have to punt right there, I think the Chiefs already might be in a little bit of trouble, you know. So that was one of the first big plays that yeah. I noted. Um, Aiden Hutchinson, like, kind of wasn't noticeable for the first, you know, quarter, quarter and a half, and then I started to notice why. And so, and again, so did Collinsworth because Juwan fucking Taylor is a fucking cheater. Jesus Christ, that was ridiculous. Uh, yeah, like, he was lining I, up like, and it was interesting. Like in the fourth quarter, to jump ahead a little bit, like. Collinsworth is like it's a run like obviously it's a run it's like third and one fourth one but dude that's high school shit but he's yeah but he's on the line it's like hey guys he's on the line it's gonna be a run here yeah no and and, but really like that like that that's not one of the things I'm giving Collinsworth any credit for because that's that's high school no I know but it's still a tell and like you know that's what I'm saying it's it's such an obvious tendency that is is like are you fucking kidding me with with this in in professional football Jawan Taylor's pulling that shit yeah you think the defensive end doesn't realize uh, yeah or, or, or that that nobody's picking up on it and yeah sure could it be a little bit of a cat and mouse game every once in a while you pass it when Jawan Taylor lines up properly but yeah but like a, what's that like ninety five to five you know? yeah exactly it was a joke I I'm 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 gonna say it right now Jawan Taylor sucks and that's yeah, what and, and that's and honestly the the Chiefs have all line who's, problems period. who's the other. Um, well, their interior line's really good. Interior, yeah, Creed Humphrey's Creed, good. Yeah, um, but, but who's the Trace, other tackle? Uh, but the other tackle is uh, Donovan Smith. That's the guy who came over from Hold the Bucks, it. right? Yep. Yeah. Hold, holding penalty at a at a crucial. I think they had two, on the Chiefs, Chiefs had, last drive. He had two penalties, right? Because he also had a false start, I believe, on that on that drive as well. If I'm on not that drive, oh, I didn't remember that one. Um, I could be wrong, but no, 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 no that, that was on Taylor. That was on okay, fourth and twenty to fourth and twenty five. You're right. It was yeah, on yeah. Taylor. Yeah, they finally caught him. But I mean, I I already mentioned this like a, a week or two ago about this. Like, are they ever going to call it when when these linemen don't line up on the line? I mean, college, they wait. They waited college, until the last trap to do so. Well, no, they didn't. They didn't call that though. They called false start. Right. They they, they never right. Called and they they formation. only called false start because he has that half you know that half a second hitch in his step. They didn't call that. He he twitched before that false start, and that's what they called right. it on. Right. Yeah. And he actually got away with one before that, too. Oh, I'm sure he did. No, he got away with a false start. Like, um, I mean, like a traditional false start. Right. Not, not getting into his pass set. Like, no, he twitched, and they just let it go. Like, like who? 
How are they not noticing that? How's yeah. it? Uh, what is it? The side judge that looks down the line? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, don't that's know how literally they his job. It's it's. I feel right? like that's an easy call. Does he have another job after that? I mean, he, he must, but that's oh, no, his job. Oh, no, of course. That, like, I mean, to, you know, yeah, to yeah. watch the boundary and everything like right, that. Right. But I'm saying, like, pre-snap, yeah, that's, that's his, his job. That's his, yeah. How did you miss this the whole fucking game? Anyway, I think the Chiefs have O-line problems. Um, and so, like, the narrative is going to be, obviously, Kadarius Tony, huge story. Let's give some credit to the kid. Uh, who's the corner that, that picked it off? For that, yeah. for that pick six. Yeah, that was uh, the kid from from Bama, slot corner Burns is his last name. Brandon Burns, is it? Brandon. No, or is Brandon Burns the, the old Carolina Panther? That, uh, yeah. Uh, no, that's Brian Burns. Brian? So, okay, so... Anyway, all I'm saying whoever, is... There's a, whoever it was, yeah, he's a rookie. No, 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 he's and a like, rookie. That, that concentration there, because he was, sitting, no, he was get, sitting in zone, right? And, and he's watching Tony run toward him, and then he sees it deflected, and he only has like you know, a half a second to react and he, he one hands it and, and, uh, like he was moving the opposite direction right. and came back and snagged it. That's an easy one that you see that one dropped all the time. Yeah. And there's, so he made it look easy, but it wasn't. And then obviously took it to the house. So, um, obviously another huge play. I don't think even at that point, anybody thought the lions were winning. I don't think like, anybody thought the lions were winning up until the fourth and 25 in completion, right? I mean, like, like even on the... on the. Are um, you kidding me? I, I, I wasn't sure they were winning even after that because the Lions still had to run out the clock. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, Goff, Goff need on that first one and, and put his hands up. I was like, is it? Uh, I was trying to do quick math, and I guess I'm a little rusty because NFL season's just getting going. I was like, is it actually over? I thought it was, but I wasn't sure, but it was. But um, can I shit on Kadarius Tony now? Is that okay with you? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I I have a defense for him, you know, like or I, I don't know if I have a defense for him, but please. Okay, so obviously we don't even we just went into the interception. We don't even need to go any further into that. Um, the last offensive possession was a microcosm of everything wrong for the Chiefs, right? So they start they start that last possession. They get the ball back with about two thirty left, and. I don't know if it was Collinsworth or Tariko is like, oh, we've seen this movie before, you know, down one. Yeah. You know, okay, this is easily, they're, they're, they need 20 yards for a field goal, for a Harrison Bucker field it's, goal. It's, and you're not thinking field goal when you're thinking Patrick Mahomes. You're thinking, okay, touchdown, and they're going to have, the, the Lions will have 40 seconds left to get a touchdown. Um, but it was just, it was just gross. I mean, so it starts with, a another Kadarius Tony drop. The, the Chiefs had six. Chiefs receivers had six drops in I the did, game. Yeah, yeah. I, so the one on the mesh route. What, what was that? Third quarter, I think. That was third quarter. But I didn't think that one was that bad. I don't really. Put, it was terrible, Tori. It was absolutely terrible. Like they practice all week catching in traffic. Okay, but that's a, okay, but that's not catching in traffic. That's, it is. It's, it's just your own teammate. That's all it is. I know, but what I'm saying is that's not usually when the ball is delivered on a mesh route. Like, like it's not delivered right. You, usually you run it right behind the umpire and you, you have clear line of sight at your quarterback. Fair enough, but you're catching I, in traffic all That's week. my only defense for, for Tony. That's yeah, my, and you're, you're giving him an out when you shouldn't because you're literally catching in traffic. Only on that one. I mean, the pick six was atrocious. Yeah, Should it have was been a literally first down. off his fingertips. Okay. And it, it's a first down and it's more because Tony's so fucking fast that he's going to... I mean, it's not going to be a huge gain there, but it's a first down and yeah, you're, you're keeping sure, the drive sure. alive. But you know, I don't, know, I just think it's also funny how quickly they forget his punt return in the Super Bowl is the reason they won the fucking, and he scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And like, he scored I'm, a touchdown. Hey, I'm a, I'm a Kadarius Tony guy. Like I have him on both my fantasy teams. Nobody cares about fantasy. I'm but, not going to talk about my team that much, but I mean, <laughs> so first down, right? Last possession drops it at the 38, like wide open, 
like they're in field goal range if he catches that. He's getting more yards than than going down at the 38. He's probably going out of bounds at the 30, let's say, and that's a 47-yard field goal if they don't get anything more for for Bucker. So right there, they're going to take the lead. No, that one's bad and also the way he tried to ca- he he tried to like he tried to like go underhand to it. He like, didn't have confidence at that point. Right. That's right. literally all it is. And I think Collinsworth said he's like, this is a guy that usually, you know, attacks the ball and, and catches it with aggression. And he tried to put it into his body and you could tell he was in his own head. But it, it wasn't just Tony. Like like it was a lot of Tony, but like Sky Moore, the very next play, I think uh is that when they got the penalty? Oh no, no, excuse me. So Sky Moore makes his only catch of the day. But then there's there's a holding penalty, yep. so it gets wiped off. Now it's now it's second, which was a huge that was a huge play, huge gain. Like and I think it that was, was a first Smith, down, right? and that was the hold on Smith. Yeah. yeah. So now it's second and twenty. You're way behind the sticks, and okay, let let's let's throw a ten yard dump, get those yards back. Sky Moore drops the dump, like nobody near him, drops it. Now you're third and twenty. It is it is a play that's overlooked too. Is like that's it is. another like like Tony's third, getting all the shit, but like you get those wh- ten yards back. Well, yeah. What is third and ten for Patrick Mahomes? Nothing because he like, like we he ran it all night. Like he was their leading rusher. Yeah. Like he, he could he could have easily made that fourth and two. Okay, but now we're third and twenty. Forced to go long. Mahomes makes a. It was covered well. He doesn't make a good throw. Okay, now it's fourth and twenty. Now you're screwed. <laughs> and then they get a false start. It's fourth and twenty five, and Mahomes is saying, "All right, let's go for it again." And this is a small second guess, but on third and twenty, I think you could you could have just done the same thing. You were obviously two down territory. There. You could, but so, so but the but the like the magic of Mahomes is he made a good throw on fourth and twenty five. He made true. it at it's the true. sticks, and like it wasn't an easy catch by any means, but it's a catch a wide receiver in the NFL is expected to make, and it's fourth and twenty five, and you have it, and Sky Moore drops it. It wasn't an easy catch. He had to go up for it. But it was at the sticks. It was going to be a first down, it's, and that—that's just like it's one you got to have. It's it, like, it is one you got to have, and that's the story of the Chiefs right there. Well, it's Wes Welker against the Giants. It's it's Quez Watkins against the Chiefs last year. Yeah, it's, it was, it's just like, like it, uh, so. Yeah, like a microcosm of the night. It really was. Yeah, I, I mean, really, that that drive was you know the, the microcosm for the Chiefs. I'd say because. You know, I think a lot of people thought that the defense was going to be the problem. Again, let's uh, let's get let's come back to that because I also want to one more thing positive about Patrick Mahomes. Actually, I still have plenty of positive to say Patrick Mahomes. However, um, yeah, I'm about to shit on him in a second. So uh, anyway, <laughs> so let, let me preface that by saying he also you know he said the right things defending um, defending Tony. Uh, Tony uh, like, deleted his his Twitter and I think Instagram as well oh. after the game. Yeah, that's how you know it's a bad game. Oh, that's kind of embarrassing. Like, like I, I I feel bad for you. Yeah, for, I feel um, like I feel like keep the Twitter up and just like and take, take your medicine. It. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. But yeah, so Mahomes said, you know, I have trust in KT. He missed a lot of training camp, and obviously he wanted to uh, he wanted to play. He fought in rehab hard so he so he could play. Stuff is not always going to go your way. Obviously, he would have wanted to catch uh, a few of those in the game. But I have trust that he's going to be the guy that I go to in crucial moments, et cetera, et cetera. So, I mean, yeah, of course, it's a, it's a, it's a cookie cutter. I mean, what answer, else but, are you going to say? Uh, well, I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers would have aired somebody out. You know what I mean? Or I think he would have just done a no comment or something. That's so, true. Now that being said, growing up with Tom Brady, same thing. You know, and like I think Mahomes is a lot like him in that sense, where he will he'll target him early. Like the like, don't be surprised if the first play of of next week is like a wide receiver's like bubble screen to tony he catches the ball yeah and like who cares if he, jet sweep could be you know, yeah yeah like just get him yeah. the ball like you know yeah uh, i and i and that was another thing that surprised me about this game was like i expected 
I think Andy Reid's the best coach in the NFL. I think, and I, and I think this is, but where, I don't think he coached well last night. And like, I think this goes back to like I think it's more enemy. Like I really do. Like it. Like I know you keep saying it's it's, it's inter- Andy Reid's no, it's offense, an interesting but take. Yeah. like it's Matt Nagy now, and and look what's you can't scheme for drops. Like that's not your fault. And I think I think there was some interesting concepts. Like they you know they introduced McKinnon, they got cute with that. Ended up being Tony's only catch when McKinnon got the snap, handed it off to Patrick Mahomes at the goal line, and Mahomes did the flip to Tony. Um, yeah, but then yeah, but they, how about how about third and one and tight end come in motion and take a snap? Like, do you really? That's 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 that was a stupid call. That's the that's the Chiefs. They get cute. Like they they think they are like most of the time they are better than the rest of the league, and they can they can do a little. Uh, <laughs> What was the play where they were just like circling around in the? Remember that last year, like uh, oh, ring, uh, around uh, ring around the rosy and the, like yeah, like, right before the they broke the huddle. Yeah. yeah, like yeah, but that one worked. So this one, I mean, like Andy Reid deserves some criticism for this to but, get a, a four yard loss on third and one. But that's just, usually that's usually Travis Kelsey, and then they're then Andy Reid. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. It was but, no. Like, then he's a genius. The tight ends still handed done it that. off. I mean, but they do that all the time, where they put him in motion, and then they they do the little shovel pass. And it's, oh my God, Andy Reid is a genius, and when it doesn't work, it doesn't. He looks stupid. I don't know. I, I, I think it's. I think with it's three timeouts still in your pocket at that point, like if you didn't have the look that you wanted, then you should. just... I'm telling you, man, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a drop off from the enemy to to Nagy. And I know Andy Reid's a good coach, but it's it's just gonna be a drop off. Interesting take. Interesting take. You know, because like because my big thing is that the biggest subtraction, obviously, obviously they felt not having Kelsey last night, but he's also 34 years old and he's not going to be around for Mahomes forever anyway. Now, do you think that the Chiefs should go out and get a receiver? No, I think because I agree with you. Actually, I don't think they should either. I, I don't think Tony's going to drop. He had five targets. I think he had three drops. I don't. That's an anomaly, right? Like he's. Yeah, it's a, not going to happen again. No, right? like, no, and uh, I actually he, think. He that, I mean, to, Valdez can, like they yeah, don't like have a number the, one. Kelsey the, is the number one, but he had a great pass to Valdez Scantling. I think it was early, uh, late in the the first half. It was. I think it was a third down, and he attacked the zone coverage. I think it was a cover one, and he threw it right in the middle of the field in between. Uh, the guy, it was it was man with cover one, with a with a safety, and he threw it right at the safety, like right in between for like a twenty five yard gain or something. It was a beautiful. Pass. That was that was at the end of the half, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like there's man, that one killed me. I I knew. I think I they knew scored the on second, that drive. They too, did yeah. no to go up fourteen yeah. seven, and then they got the ball that back one. to start the second half. No, and that's what that's what killed me. I was like, watch these motherfuckers are going to score, right, like they're, they're going to get the ball yeah, back. Exactly. Yeah, like I thought this was going to be twenty one seven Chiefs, and and man, like. I know. I know you think that the Chiefs lost the game more than the Lions won it, but man, they were resilient. I, and I like, like. I don't. I don't want to shit on the Lions. Like I think you know they're like I'm. I'm bought in on Dan Campbell too. Like I think it's a very fun team. Um, I think their defense is a little suspect still. I mean, it's better. Like it, it couldn't have gotten worse from last year. But well, CJ Gardner Johnson in that in the defensive backfield definitely makes a difference. That Jack Campbell kid can play. Yeah, yeah I mean that that diving that diving pass deflection was I, like great. That's what I mean. I I actually think, you know, even with Aiden Hutchinson, I think the the Lions pass rush is still where they're a little lacking. I think they're actually going to be okay defensively though. Um, obviously Hutchinson came on later on in the game too, uh, which playing which actually, in the, playing in the NFC North will help them too. For sure. Um, but that actually brings me to my next point is Hutchinson bringing down Mahomes, and this this is something that really pissed me off. Is is it pisses me off from all quarterbacks? Is this bitching for roughing the passer 
when you barely got oh, touched. Oh, okay. That's when what, he, that's what he you're dragged him about. down late. He complains to the ref. All this, and it's like, dude, you were so fucking good, and I would love you. I would love you if you didn't do shit like that, and if you weren't a flopper. Because again, I'm sorry, but the Bengals should have won that game last year, AFC Championship game. It, Bengals got fucked. I feel bad for that Joseph Asai kid. Like, I think you're searching for, for no, anger I mean, no, no, you don't, you don't make I, that call. But anyway, anyway, no, 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 let's no, keep not, it to not, last night. Though. Not the Bengals. Like, not the. I'm, I'm talking about last night. Mahomes didn't do a lot of flopping. I understand, like he did ask for a call on that on that one play with Hutchinson. You know, you but, know, what, you know, the other thing that annoyed me last night is I think it was actually that that rookie corner was down. He was cramping he up was, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. so Mahomes, see, I get it when players call the other team's training staff on. Like the look on Mahomes' face was like this, like like I'm in charge of everything. Like, look, I know I can, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm telling you, he he is the guy that made quarterbacks the the face of the league. All the mega deals. He's the guy that turned quarterbacks into the supermax guys in the NBA. It's the same personality. It's the same. We have all I, the influence. So this is this is where Mahomes annoys me. You, I'm you, not going to blame him for his gene pool. Fuck his stupid brother. But. Okay, that's the only problem I, I have with Patrick Mahomes is his brother. Okay, what? Okay, not flopping. You haven't seen him flop it. Oh, by the way, he flops a little bit, but he he's pulled not the Kenny the only Pickett one. last night with a fucking fake slide. Did you see that? Got a first down out of it. Did you watch that? C.J. Gardner Johnson ran right by him because it looked like. Mahomes was going to slide, and then Mahomes got another seven yards. If it had been on third down, I would have lost my fucking mind. It was on first down, so whatever. Yeah, but he scrambles. By well, the that's way, not the, that's not the fake pitch that you're talking about, is it? No, no, no. That was that. Was, I thought that was cool. He's going to get the ball slapped out of his hands one of these days. But I thought that was cool. The ball fake was good. What I'm talking about is, I think third quarter, he definitely acted like he was going to slide. I missed it. Didn't ran right by C.J. Gardner Johnson because he was like, I'm not going to hit him. You don't miss so, those things because you're you have a vendetta out. Of yeah, and be, no, it's not a vendetta. It's bullshit. <laughs> Stay, like it's there's too much protection for the quarterbacks. Be a quarterbacks fucking football have always player. Been, like no, I, no, no, I, no, no, no. You're right. You're right. Quarterbacks have always been fucking pretty boys. That's true. It's getting worse, and it's being and it's being coddled more and more. And again, they're. I already said this last episode. They're giving it to the quarterbacks both ways. It's like you can slide as late as you want. You can slide sideways, which is another thing that Mahomes did last night, and he should have gotten fucking blasted. Okay, so listen, Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. He's the best player in the league. He's the most important player in the league. He is the MVP probably for like he is. Okay, I I can't I can't argue with his game. And you know what? So I'm going to make a cross sport comparison, cross sport comparison. That's and those are always a little clumsy, just like my words right now because I'm a little hopped up on five hour energy. But he's LeBron. He's no. LeBron. No, because like he dominates the game. He's not a piece of shit off the field, as far as we know, like LeBron, right? right. And he is such a piece of shit on the field. He's not a piece he of shit. He is a piece of shit field. on the field. You I blame can't him. Fucking stand him. You blame him for what the NFL is doing. And it's not his fault what the NFL is doing. He is the face of it. No, he is no, the face of it. He is the face of it because he's the best quarterback. That's why no, he's, he's the, the face, face of it, it because he's the one that, that makes it work to his advantage. That's not his fault. No, well, yes, it is. They're not. They're not tailoring the rules around Patrick Mr. Mahomes. Mister, Mister, I defend Marcus Smart for flopping all over the fucking floor and making a mockery of a game. No, defend. No, respect the sport. Respect the. You're game. within the rules. What the, are you doing wrong? Yeah. So make it against the rules. Okay, that's fine. All right. Well, they need to make it. Against if you're the, if you're a winner, you're gonna take every competitive advantage that you can. No, I don't blame him for wanting to draw a fucking de a defensive roughing the passer. Wait, so, wait, gonna, wait, wait. So how do you feel about steroids? 
fucking I'd watch baseball if there were steroids. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 fair enough. But but we could both agree that you know there is a moral there are some moral qualms with with taking steroids. So oh, of course. Okay. So what he's doing is the You're on you're the, on a PED right now. You're on five hour energy. I was like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, caffeine. Yeah, caffeine's a drug, and I'm addicted to it. That's fair. <laughs> no, I just think I think you're you're searching for for somebody to blame, and it, it has to be Patrick Mahomes because he's the best. No, it's not just Patrick. Mah- Dude, I love Josh Allen until until that game last year when I watched a, a fucking Ravens cornerback who weighed like 50 pounds less than him take him down. And do I like and, those? And, and, and do he, I like those plays? No, I'm with you. But okay, so again. LeBron, LeBron is the fucking king, and he's also the king of flopping, and he could make it stop with one fucking tweet. He could be like, cut this shit out, and everyone would be like, okay, LeBron. Okay, LeBron. I got it. So Mahomes has the same. <laughs> Dude, tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. If LeBron, if, Le, if, if LeBron says this shit needs to stop, it'll stop. It same thing. If Mahomes, because listen, as much, as, I, as, as much criticism as I have for Aaron Rodgers, right, uh, you know, on a lot of different things, like... He even he even said it was fucking ridiculous at one time. All these late hits and personal fouls, and that made me respect him. It made me like him at the time. Okay, so these quarterbacks need to say, "No, I'm a football player." So like, chill out with this shit. But Mahomes doesn't do it. Instead, he plays into it and he flops like a little bitch. If the NFL is going to give it to him, if I'm if uh, Marcus Smart, great example, Celtics fan. Yeah, if that's going to give the Celtics one to two points extra, I'm all for it. Mockery of the game. Nope. It's nope. making a mockery. It's not. Of it's the not game. his responsibility to bend the rules, or, or not necessarily bend the rules. I guess that's the wrong term. But it's not his position to uphold the standards of the game. It's people above him. No, they've made. No, the player empowerment era has made it so it's his. It's his job. He's not there making is, the rules. He is the. If he's not, no, he might not be the highest paid guy. But basically, he's the NFL's highest paid employee. He's the poster boy for for just like the max contracts in the NBA. And if the NFL had a real problem with it, guess what they would do? They would start finding him for it. So you can blame the NFL league office. I know, but if Mahomes comes out and says, like, like, no, again, I'm telling you, he has more influence than you think. And again, I'm not just blaming him. I'm blaming quarterbacks. I blame Roger Goodell. Like, yeah, of course I blame Roger Goodell. He's a fucking loser. And he, he is. like, it's not, you know what? And I don't, like, it is his fault because you need an owner who's not a pussy and Roger Goodell is. And he just stands up there on stage and fucking laughs while he gets booed because he's a loser. Okay? He's a fucking loser. He's a rich loser, and that's but a, he is a loser. Uh, but he is a loser. And, that's, and the reason he's in, in the position he's in is because the owner, 32 owners are like, yeah, let's put a fucking loser in here to be the lightning rod for all the shit that we don't want to deal with. I mean, that's exactly what he is. Like South Park, the Goodell bot. That's all it is. He's a fucking loser. So anyway, but yeah, so I blame Goodell too, but I put some of this on Mahomes. And he is LeBron. He's the LeBron of the, of the NFL. And he doesn't catch as much hate as LeBron. All right, does. real quick. We, we're going a little we're going, long. We're, we've gone way too but, long on this But we've got, to talk, we've got to talk Chris Jones. You said we'd bring it up. I mean, like, Chris Jones' value went down last night. Like, the, the Chiefs allowed 14 points on offense. Like, the, they allowed the Lions offense to score 14 points without Chris Jones last night. I couldn't, I couldn't disagree with you more, actually. So Travis Kelsey's more valuable than it, Chris Jones nope. on this team. Nope. 100%. Nope. Disagree. 100%. You think with Chris Jones in that game, the Lions get that first down? Did you see what the left guard did to the D tackle? You gotta you gotta watch the line play, my friend. On the on the third and two where the Lions converted, did you see? How I think they just run. They don't run up the, the middle. They guard, run. They run to the side and they're fine. I think they run off the tackle instead of up up the guard or the that's center. That's not how it works, dude. No. With Jameer, with Jameer Gibbs, it sure is. I mean, that's his strength. 
his speed. He, Jameer, Jameer Gibbs had like two big plays. One of them was yeah, a pass. because he had like he had like nine touches. No man, Chris Jones in the game on that third. The, they went. Uh, they uh, went. That one play. Hang they, on, hang on. That one play. Chris Jones in the game. Chris Jones in the game against that left guard. Do you think that happens? Did you see what happened to the D tackle on that play? Probably not, but I'm he just got saying, moved from point A to point B. He was like Dan Campbell doesn't run up the middle with David Montgomery twenty whatever times he does if. Chris Jones is in the game. It's all about schematics. Like you're exactly, gonna- and so the passing game is, isn't what it, what it is. Chris Jones, Chris Jones takes over a game, and maybe he maybe he doesn't take over a game against the Lions' offensive line because it's pretty good. That being said, I'm just saying, 14 points says says a lot. Andy- Listen, man, it, 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 there's a debate, but but I'm not gonna but I'm not gonna say definitively because of what happened last night. Like again, this you is, think if the, this, if this the, is a, you know what you talk about microcosms. This is a microcosm of how people view the NFL because people don't understand line play. Okay, but then you see like oh three drop passes, so they miss Travis Kelsey. Yes, of no, course they do. But I'm not saying that because of the drop passes. I'm talking about like the the you know after after the route has been run, like the the free plays, right? That Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey have that chemistry, and nobody else does because like they haven't been around long enough. Like maybe. Valdez can't link that guy come come a little longer, but like the the off script stuff that Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes do together, like that's what they were missing last night, and that's why Mahomes was forced to run. I understand that, but when you don't have a Chris Jones on your defensive line, it it changes everything on your defense too. It does, but you still, like Nick you still Bolton, only allowed Nick, fourteen Nick Bolton, points. Nick Bolton, who's a fucking yeah, against again against the Lions, against Jared Goff and the Lions, the who, were like, who were like the fourth highest scoring offense last year. Okay. Fair. That's fair. But I'm telling you, man, and you're not alone on this, by the way, but I disagree with this take. So we got uh, Dave Scretta, AP sports writer, and he says Chiefs. So the headline says Chiefs get by just fine without holdout Chris Jones, but injury to Travis Kelsey proved costly. It's like, guess what? Chris Jones holdout was costly, too. And I don't and no, I don't think his I don't think his value went down any. To be fair, Shannon Sharp agrees with you. He thinks his value his value went up. I think his value went up, and 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 I'm not and I'm not even telling you that Jones is more valuable than Kelsey, but to discount how much they missed him last night is a mistake. So anyway, um, we got to move on from the Chiefs game. Yeah, we're not going to be spending uh, thirty minutes on every NFL game. I can no, no, that. but it, but it was we're the first excited, game of the year. all right. And well, no, and it, it, it is like a good uh, it is a good debate point. Um, I don't know what else. Just I mean. Nick Bolton's a fucking beast. He is, yeah. He blew the fuck up <laughs> of uh, that was, you know, Honestly, I don't even think that was the most because he had a running start on that one. I think it was yeah, more that's not pro- fair. And David Montgomery's a short guy. I mean, he's he's strong, well, no, and, but- and and David Montgomery. The funny thing is, is, he was very important in that game in pass protection. No, he was good in pass protection, and, and, and he and, just got embarrassed. And against on one play. The, and against the Steve Spagnolo defense that brings the defensive backs all all day, right? Like, yeah, that's the, the, the you yeah, need a back corner, that can pick yeah. up, yeah, that can pick up. So like. Again, I think the Chiefs might be the best coach team in the NFL most most weeks. You know what I mean? I got but, you. But you might be right about the the enemy thing. But anyway, but the most impressive thing that Bolton did to David Montgomery on that last drive where the Lions had to kill the clock, it's second and five. And nobody – I don't think anybody will remember this play. And Nick Bolton picked up a grown-ass man 
and, and just completely picked him up off the ground, even though Montgomery w- was charging ahead with a full head of steam, and he just picked him up and put him back down on the ground. So it was third and two instead of a first down. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is not weak. Sh- <laughs> he's not a weak man. So honestly, I thought that play was more impressive. It didn't end up working out for the Chiefs, but All great right. play. All right, let's go to another football game. So we we briefly touched on Oregon Portland State last last week. We just I think we just said that it was eighty one to seven because that's. Pretty much all you need to know, but uh, interesting storyline came out of this one. So uh, the Portland State head coach is a football coach that, if you've ever played football, we all know a coach like this. Uh, <laughs> his name is Bruce Barnum, and he was talking to some Oregon, uh, you know, I think he was on a radio show or what, or podcast, whatever, and they were asking about the, the game. He's like, yeah, you know, we're all right. He said, quote, we had one guy get his ear ripped off. He said this so casually, I, I can't imitate it. You know, I can't do it justice. Uh, they sewed it back on, and now they say he has a concussion. So he's out. I think he's fine. Not the whole ear. Partial ear detachment is what he said. I think it... Did I, he say it like that? Or was it like, it was like not the whole ear. No, yeah. big, like, no big deal. Yeah, no, no not the whole ear. Because they, like, <laughs> they were like, they were laughing at first. They didn't believe him. And then they were like, wait, you're serious? He's like, ah, oh, no, not the whole ear. Partial ear detachment. I think it was from when he got his helmet knocked off and his ear didn't come out of his helmet. <laughs> anyway, so they were sewing him up, and I guess that means you have a concussion? We're making sure he's fine, so he'll sit out this game. I guarantee you, just from that comment alone, that, that, that last line, so he'll sit out this game. The, the president of Portland State or the athletic director, whoever's like, Bruce, please fucking tell them that he's not playing this game because you know Bruce is like oh he'll be back in like he would have been back in in the third quarter if it was up to him I love this is, my favorite part is that I I think it was from when he got his helmet knocked off and his ear didn't come out of the helmet I like I That's like amazing. I like so I guess that means he has a concussion <laughs> no I, well and like I look at that and I'm like like how much of his ear came off did it fuck up his equilibrium you yeah, know what I mean because that's like how like that's like where all your balance right, shit is you right. know what I mean so like like how much of his ear came off? I need I need more answers. Like and like yeah. And who is Bruce Barnum? Because how about I having a bad day, just in getting embarrassed on regional television because that game wasn't on national television. But the you know the most eyes Portland State will ever have on their football program, and you lose a fucking ear. <laughs> oh man. Well, uh, thoughts and prayers. I don't. Yeah, go, <laughs> we don't even know who the kid is that lost his ear. <laughs> like, are we talking Mike Tyson? You know, yeah, Evander Holyfield. Like, did yeah, he lose I mean, that much of his ear? Or Van what? Gogh. Like, how, how, where are we going with this? Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, on a scale of Mike Tyson to Van Gogh, like, how much of his ear did he lose? <laughs> okay. All right, um, Mike. Uh, we, we just got a couple of big contract extensions that you know came up. One, one was a holdout, Nick Bosa. Um, so it was, he's had. Uh, so he was drafted second overall in 2019. He's played 51 games in that time uh, in his four-year career because they've just been uh, an impact player since day one. So 43 sacks in 51 games, and uh, and this is the reward: five years, 170 million, 122.5 million guaranteed, highest-paid defensive player do ever. Do you do you think this is like Rams 20? Was that 2020? Like, are they like the? The amount of people they paid is pretty insane. Well, that's I mean, you can kind of do that when you don't pay the quarterback, right? That's like, true. So. Yeah, like they're they're under that model for the next two years, right? Since since uh, Purdy wasn't a first round pick. Although there must have been a little bit of a cap hit trading uh, Trey Lance away. Not obviously not like a Carson Wentz cap hit, but you know. Yeah, but I um, mean, you got a lot of high paid guys there between uh, 
It's true. I, I mean, mean they just paid McCaffrey. They got him in, and yeah, McCaffrey got big money for a running back. That's true. Um, they just they signed Javon Hargrave. Right. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, don't I mean, understand. I think it's it, it, just Super Bowl or bust, right? I mean, especially in a weak NFC. Yeah, and I, I I don't know, man. There's just a lot riding on. Is is this Purdy kid for real or not? Does you know, he have to be though? Like, I know that's that's kind of the I think he obviously thing. Right? I think he obviously does, right? Because when they finally played a real team in the NFC, I mean, even come on, they didn't destroy the Cowboys. No, Dak, they did. Prescott made a couple of bad throws, and I mean, like they they could have easily There's lost. There's just that game so too. much talent there between Debo, and I know, Ayuk dude, and George. No, Kittle nobody and wants McCaffrey the, and Elijah Mitchell's a good running back, and he's the number two now. Dude, nobody wants the 49ers to win more than I do. Like, I would love to prove that. And again, this isn't as much as I hate on quarterbacks. I don't actually hate quarterbacks. I don't. I, I'm cool with you winning if you have a great quarterback. I just want there to be more than one path to a championship. And so I would love it if a game manager could still win a Super Bowl. So I would love to see that. Yeah. Absolutely. Talking talking quarterbacks, uh, you know, Burrow, now the highest paid player in the NFL. You just yeah, you so mentioned how ahead. Mahomes isn't anymore. Uh, yeah, five years, 275, 219 guaranteed. So still less than Deshaun Watson. He, interesting that he still has the, I think it was 228 and a half, right? Yeah, I think that just speaks to the clown show that the Browns are. Because <laughs> um, No, and... You know, it's kind of funny, actually. You know, I, I just realized that there's a little bit of an extra narrative to it, Burrow against uh, Deshaun this week. Yeah, inside, you know, the Ohio um, battle. Um, but, I mean, good for go, good for Joe Burrow. I mean, the, the Bengals have been, you know, Mike Brown's been notoriously cheap, like that ownership. Uh, you know, not having an indoor practice facility in Ohio is just an insane move when you're an NFL franchise. Um what do you spend two hundred nineteen million or two hundred seventy five million dollars on when you live in Cincinnati? Yeah, I mean he's going to have a lot of a lot of houses down south, right? Because I mean that's a lot of skyline chili you're going to be. In. <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't know. I mean I've I've been to Ohio and I'm, I'm not going to. I just I, I but I don't know much about it. Any, I, don't, I don't know what you spend that kind of money on. Any there. any conspiracy theories to uh, when they announced the deal and when they got it done right before kickoff? Is it? Do you think it, they were trying to slight Mahomes in in Kansas City? Do you think he Mahomes saw it on the on his banner notifications before uh, before going out? Oh, interesting. I don't know. You know what? I like to think so. I heard Mike. I heard Mike Lombardi uh, on Pat McAfee earlier today. He said that it's also uh, the owners, the Cincinnati Bengals' uh, dad's birthday, and I guess he's a historian, so I. <laughs> there, there's there's a conspiracy out there that you know they were negotiating and they held off until today to to do it on his birthday and kind of honor him hmm. um you know honestly i don't think anybody gives a shit because like because i don't really give a shit when i hear these like highest paid players like because yeah, it's, like, it's going to be changing and well no it's literally exactly somebody like, else like now the narrative is is mahomes going to get an in-season like pay bump like and that's crazy because do you know travis kelsey is only making 14 million dollars I think that's about right. You think that's about right? He's one of the best receivers in the league, let well, alone tight ends. That's all he is is a receiver. Yeah, Come but on. the receivers are making <laughs> twenty plus. You know? Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, fair. No, Kelsey could probably get a raise. Yeah, but I don't think it's. I don't think it's like egregious. I, I don't know what. I mean, what is what? What is? Uh, did who's is it? Cup is Cup the highest paid receiver right now? It's probably like him and Hill. Yeah, a little yeah. over twenty mil. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, Hills. Actually, Hill's closer to thirty, isn't he? Yeah, he's he's up there. I think he's like twenty eight. Yeah, huh? That's a that's a bargain. 
Yeah, you're right. It so is it, a bargain. So yeah. if you're Chris Jones, you're like, what the fuck? Like, Kelsey's not getting paid. Like, you have money to pay me, you know? Going back to him really quick. But. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be an ongoing thing until he comes back. Um, but, yeah, another quarterback, um, one that, you know, uh, man, the pressure's on at least to prove that he's not overpaid, Dak Prescott, but just kind of a funny story. He uh, he didn't tell the Cowboys, and they, and they apparently they just found out that he was under sedation for 11 hours. Uh, so I'm re- looking at reading this article from John Breach, CBS Sports. Um, I, it's not very specific how he was sedated or anything, but yeah, Dak Prescott was under sedation for 11 hours, getting a tattoo all up and down his leg. It's uh, it's on here on Twitter. Yeah, it's uh, okay. It's not on his account. Noah Bullard, uh, probably probably a Cowboys beat reporter or something. Um, but yeah, I, I might fire off a Tory take really quick if you don't mind. Oh. Uh, I don't want my quarterback under sedation if he's getting a tattoo. Like you're, you're going up against Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, like Chandler you be Jones. To, you better like be able to take some Aaron pain. Aaron Donald, like, come on, like get used to the pain, you know? Yeah. So, so I, I actually, I saw this story right before I, I came over to do this and, uh, and I showed, I just, I just turned my laptop to my wife and let her read the headline and she goes, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally five seconds later, she's like, but is that available? Because <laughs> yeah, want, if you're, so she if just you're making twenty five million dollars a year, she just got a huge tattoo up and down her uh, her thigh, and so it, I've so heard it, thighs hurt too. Yeah. yeah, and and so she didn't do any of that, and they told her like, yeah, no no drugs or alcohol before either. So what the fuck? So, so Dak Prescott gets drugs before though, as long as they're the you know the legal kind. Um, but anyway, I thought I thought that was funny, you know. Um, yeah, she was. I mean, she got a tattoo for five or six hours. It, like, it's his a long is, time. His is on. It looks like it's on the shin too, which is like got to be yeah, really bone painful. On bone. Yeah, um, and that's probably why he was sedated. But I'm also. I mean, which which leg did he break? Is that the leg that he broke? <laughs> I don't know. Because I mean, that had, that shit had to be way more painful. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Like rods and shit in there. Yeah. Jesus. I don't know. Anyway, not not really worth uh, spending too much time on it. But it was funny that the Cowboys didn't know about it and they were shocked and all this shit um anyway but we're talking nfl and uh we're not gonna spend a lot of time on it because it's week one and nobody knows what the fuck is going on let's be honest i don't think anybody knows what's going on until at least week three or four you know then you, you can kind of start to pick out some trends right right um but again like i mean we've said this before the first at this point the first few weeks are almost like a couple of preseason games and so i just i don't think we know who any of these teams are yet that being said we think we what we think we know, right? So here we go. I got Eagles minus four in New England, but man, I feel like the pressure's on on the Patriots. It's on Belichick. I think I think Belichick's on the hot seat this year. They're all line. I mean, you have one one good offensive lineman right now that you can't count on in Trent Brown. I I think the Eagles defensive line is going to eat them up. Yeah, they lost Javon Hargrave and and they added. Uh, uh, the Georgia kid, shit, Jalen, Jalen Carter, Jalen Carter. Thank you. Um, I, don't, I think the Eagles are going to eat. You don't like you don't. You're not a David Andrews guy. They still have Andrews, I believe so. Yeah, Patriots. Yeah, yeah. Center. Okay, all right. So Andrews and uh, maybe Trent Brown if he feels like playing. See, I I'm off this. Uh, not betting this game at all. Um, Tom Brady factor. Simple as that. He's he's returning to Foxborough. I think that crowd, 
like I think they're gonna they're gonna win one for the Gipper, right? <laughs> uh, not not win one, but I think like the energy in there. With I did Tom not Brady factor back, in. I did not factor in Brady returning to Foxborough. I'm not sure if it matters, but it probably doesn't. But just that storyline alone is gonna have me not touch this game. I mean, not to mention you have uh, you still have a couple of guys on that team that that beat Tom Brady. So that's true. Fletcher Cox. Brandon Graham. Got the Matt Patricia revenge game. You know, you know, he's a special analyst now for the defense, I think, with the Eagles. So have fun with him. Oh, shit. You might have just made you, <laughs> you might have made the case against you <laughs> that Patricia's on the Eagles coaching staff now. That fucking bum. Anyway, uh, so coming back to the Burrow and Watson thing, uh, Bengals minus two at, at the Browns. I, I, I don't know how the fuck this line, how they came up with this line. Um, I think the Bengals are going to destroy the Browns. I think it's, I think it's because Burrow might be hurt, right? Like, is he healthy with his calf? Um, Bengals notorious slow starters. Like they had a bad start last year. Maybe that's playing a factor. Isn't Burrow always banged up though? And I'm sorry, Deshaun Watson sucks. Yeah, like, but like, the, I, I don't, like th- I don't think are, he's going to return to people are high on, what he was. People are on the high on the Browns uh, this year. I'm with you on this one. I'm not going to talk you out of this one. I think, I think it's Bengals minus two. Probably not going to play it, but like if I if I were to, I, I would I would sprinkle the the Bengals money or not money line spread. Uh, another one that raised an eyebrow for me: Seahawks minus five at home hosting the Rams, the basically no name Rams right now. Maybe maybe some uh, some hungry young kids, but come on, man! In Seattle minus five, with, like I I think the Seahawks, you know, they might win this game by two touchdowns. Okay, so the contrarian in me says three-point game and four-point game last year in the two games that they played and the Rams sucked last year so maybe that's why uh, I mean fair but another another year Geno Smith with uh, I believe Jackson Smith and Jigba also healthy uh, another year Geno Smith taking first team reps yeah I mean their uh, wide receiver core is scary like if if people aren't focusing on DK, DK like if he's getting single coverage I don't know who's stopping him yeah I uh I don't know, man. I just, I just don't see it. I think um, it's kind of an interesting narrative, too. Like, they were actually protecting, uh, or Pete Carroll was actually kind of protecting Russell Wilson because maybe he wasn't. A, and I don't know if that's true. Wilson was a Russ good passer. Inc. Oh, man, yeah. You know yeah. You know what? We, we should definitely get into that in a second. Hang on. Because uh, good for Sean Payton on that, but we'll get into it. Um, I got another one. What do, what, do you think, uh, what do you think Packers plus one and a half in Chicago – I just don't understand all the love for Chicago lately. I mean, I get that they're going to be fired up by the we haven't beat the Packers in you know however many years, but like just where where is Justin Fields getting all this respect? I don't. He's five and twenty. Like I get it. He's a I great athlete. It doesn't he, mean he's a good quarterback. I think it's because he has a weapon now in DJ Moore. Um, I mean. DJ, DJ Moore isn't like a top tier receiver. No, but he's the, unfortunately he's the best thing that they've had. I'm, I'm not maybe even not saying, unfortunately, but like up to this point, like that's the best he's had. So like maybe it's you know he's a weapon. We saw it in preseason. I did give people shit for you know praising Justin Fields as the passer. I think he'll be an improved passer, and with his running game ability, I think that's where you get the line. I don't have a problem with the line. I think I think it's a close game, and I think the Bears win. Yeah, well, fair enough. I got. Um, let me, let me get it on one here. Uh, okay, you take it. I got. The stinky Cardinals plus seven. I hate it, which means it'll win. Uh, <laughs> they're they're playing at Washington, so they got to you know come across the country. But they're 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 getting a touchdown against the Commanders, and you know what the over under is for this game? 
No. It's 38. Oh. If you're getting a touchdown and it's under 40, that that's almost like you have to bet that. It's good, you know, it's projected to be a low-scoring game and anything can happen in those games. Yes, the Cardinals are going to be probably the worst team in the NFL this year. That's what they want to be. But the Commanders minus 7, I just can't touch that. No way. Sam Howell hasn't shown me anything. They don't know who their running back is. Their receivers, like Jonah Dotson's good. Terry McLaurin's good, but like they, they're not scary, you know? I mean, I think they're good receivers, but is Howell really going to get them the ball? Their defense I, is good, but not great. Like it's just, it, it screams, it screams like 17 14 to me, right? And it's, it's hard to, it's really hard to say in the, uh, in the preseason, but like the Cardinals defense, a bunch of no name players and everything, but they were playing hard. I mean, I don't know. I just, and, um, what was the game that I watched them in? Oh, it was the Broncos. It was the Cardinals and Broncos. <laughs> I mean, they, like they came after him. It, and I think that I think that is important. Uh, it, yeah, everyone's playing hard in the NFL, right? Like they're if they're not playing for the team, they're playing for their next contract. But like you mentioned, a lot of these guys are on one year deals, and it's just it's a tryout for the rest of the league, right? They're not going to want to get embarrassed. I think they'll try to keep it close. Even if they don't have a lot of talent, again, the commanders don't have a lot of talent in my eyes either. So well, seven is just a its a crazy number for me. Yeah. I mean, and who's starting at quarterback for the Cardinals? Joshua Dobbs, which means you're, I would imagine, a heavy dose of the run game. Yeah, James gonna, Connors a good back, you know? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I actually, I mean, again, it's a big number, right? And speaking of, you don't see big numbers like this in the NFL too often. So I'm going Texans on the money line. <laughs> Plus 370 against the Ravens. I mean, I'm just not really sold on the Ravens completely changing their offense yet. It's not, I'm not anti Lamar or anything like that, but I think it's going to take some time for, and, and, and I'm not, I'm still not totally sold on him as a passer. I think the mm-hmm. Ravens were my Super Bowl pick, so I, I can't agree with you on this, but I respect the play. Well, again, it's money line, so, you know, like it's not, it's not like I expect the Texans to win, but, you know, 370. And then, you know what? I'm, I'm high on the Colts right now, so I'm going Colts on the money line plus 190. And uh, just one more uh, spread. I mean, I, I'm, I'm pro Jets. I think the Bills are taking a step back this year. So Jets plus two and a half road, uh, or excuse me, home dog. Um, yeah, I, I think the Jets, Jets, Jets win against the Bills. All right, so. let me throw one more at you. I got, we're going to stay in the AFC East. I got Dolphins plus three at the Chargers. We already know what the Dolphins can do offensively, right, with, with uh, you know, a healthy Tua and Tyreek Hill and, and Waddle. Just weapons and Mike McDaniel's offense. You know, with with the run game as well, and then you add Vic Fangio, a Vic Fangio defense. Like, I, I think that's and if Tua gets hurt, it's a different story. But sure, sure. I think the Dolphins are are high, and the Chargers are a good team. But I think Dolphins easily keep that within a field goal. Yeah, um, you know, I I'm not sure if I agree with you yet. I think this is actually the most interesting game of the week. Yeah, because because uh, I because I, I I think the Chargers it's gonna be a high gonna, scoring. Game, yeah, I think, and I think the Chargers are going to start to put it together. So I, th- this is an interesting one. This is one I have my eye on for sure. Um, all right, let's take a break from NFL. <laughs> we've, we've we've beaten the hell out of the NFL for the first fifty minutes of this show. So um, let me just take an opportunity because this just happened minutes before we uh, before we started. USA basketball loses in FIBA FIBA World Cup play to Germany, which includes how many NBA players, Mike? I think two. I saw two on the court at least. It was Dennis Schroeder's their captain, you know, point guard, and then uh, 
Celtics let not really legend, but I loved him. Daniel Tice, you know, good role player, good center, kind of small, st- is small he still ball active? center. Yeah, he is. He he played. Oh, was he in uh, Dallas or something? Pacers, maybe. Like, yeah, yeah, one of one of those. You know, kind of. The point being, we have no fucking idea where Daniel Tice is anymore. Um, but anyway, so yeah, they lost one thirteen, one eleven. I. I, without having, I mean, whatever, we know I'm not a basketball guy. I'm going to, you know, we'll be, we'll be working on that throughout the year. We'll um, get you there. Yeah. However, I, you know, I don't think I'm ever going to be a, I love basketball guy, but I will find better ways to shit on it than this. Like I, this is just, I'm telling you, American basketball is going down. It's going downhill and I've already had this take. I'm, so this is the, this is the USA C team and I, I don't wait, C I don't no, mean to disrespect them like that, but it really is. I mean, you got Ty- Tyrese Halliburton, good player. You got Anthony Edwards, good player. Austin Reeves has been a good player for two months in the NBA. Um, Jaron Jackson Jr., okay, defensive player of the year. You got some guys, but you're not. This should have been enough to win. It should have been, 100%. And you know who I'm putting the blame on? I'm putting the blame on the coaches. This is an all-star coaching staff led by Steve Kerr. You got Mark Few, Gonzaga you know, head coach. Great college coach. You got Eric Spolstra, who people are saying, I said it too, best coach in the league. I agree with that. You know, you got you got good guys there, and you have more talent, and you end up losing. That's just how – I don't know how that happens. So, okay, so you can see that they have more no, talent. No, they have more talent. I'm not saying that, but I'm just – And is it even real? Is it even close, talent-wise? It is a different even, – Even with the, it's the a, C team, it is, is it really It's a different game. I know people say that as a cop-out, but it really is um, – What's a different game? FIBA like and FIBA NBA? FIBA versus NBA. Okay, why? FIBA is it's more physical, for one. Uh, it's less spaced out. It's less one-on-one. It's, it's, you know, the NBA prides itself on one-on-one, right? Uh, it's, it's more of a team game. So, okay, so hang on. So, you, so basically you're telling me that FIBA basketball requires more toughness and more team play. Which Boo Germ- fucking who? Which Germany has over the United States. Yeah, no, States. everybody has over the United States because they're a bunch of fucking prima donnas, and that's why they lost. Yeah, wasn't good, but uh, they're going to the Olympics, and uh, they'll probably win gold, so it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, no, they probably won't because... They got a, they got a good consolation game against Canada, though. Canada's so, but, pretty a, good. Anybody can... Any, like, even though they didn't play in FIBA, like, like, whatever, Kevin Durant won't fucking do it, but like... They, they, yeah. They, Trey Young can come play for the for the Olympic team, right? He'll probably, yeah, he probably will. But I mean, there's gonna be there's gonna be more talent on the on the American team, is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean, or I mean, it's it's what two years away. So you, the idea is you keep this young group and they progress because like you got guys like Paolo Banquero, like you know, guys that are first second year guys that can you know, he can he defect to Italy? He he almost did. So I'm saying, can he defect Italy, Italy to the Olympics? Italy, Italy, yeah, maybe Italy was pissed because he ghosted them. Yeah. So maybe he, he switches sides. Oh, then, I hope he does. Oh, that would be a storyline. No, I think it's disgusting that they lost because if, the, if you're the most, ta- especially in basketball, if you're the most talented team, you should win. But you're a bunch of pussies who can't handle physical play and don't play as a team because you want to play iso ball. So fuck you. I'm glad they lost. I can't believe I'm saying that. that I'm Patriotism. Like, yeah. Well, you know what? Like, I'm not patriotic when it comes to USA basketball. I like the way other countries play. All right, let's get into some college football really quick. Yes, sir. So um, let's start with a fucking obvious one. Uh, you know, what games are we watching, uh, Mike? What yeah, it's got to be Colorado, right? Nebraska at Colorado. Colorado's home opener. Uh, 
Stephen A. Smith told uh, said on first take today that uh, Dion asked him to to come out. So him and him and Shannon Sharp are both coming out to Boulder, Colorado, to uh, to to lay witness to to what's going on there. Um, I believe Colorado's minus three. They're they're in the top twenty five now. They're they're twenty second in the country uh, after they went over TCU. Um, they're laying three points. Um, yeah, I mean like. They they got the respect after after last week, right? I, I mean, it's really another big test, right? Coming, you know. Yeah, it's interesting because obviously two new programs with Matt Rule. Obviously yeah, yeah, too. under two new two new coaches. It's um, I don't know. I I feel like the energy is going to be insane. Now, obviously, sometimes that can be too much, but like, do you really get the feeling like for Shador Sanders and Travis Hunter that too much energy is like? I don't think there's a trap game for Shador Sanders. Like he, like the way he approaches the game, like what I mentioned last episode about you know having it be personal against the TCU offensive coordinator, uh, kind of taking a book out of Amon Ross St. Brown, right? Like he remembers, like yeah, he, finding he, yeah, finding a way to be motivated for every game. Like I mean, is anybody going to get his team up more for the game than Dion, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, so, like, yeah, again, I mean, I again, mean, no. listen to the listen to the pregame speech. I'm sure this one will be even better now that it's their home opener. It's just like, yeah, like he will motivate his guys. So There's no question about that. The only way, the only way Nebraska wins this game is, you know, they pound the ball up the middle, which you know, again, TCU showed you can do. Nebraska might, you know, be even more adept at that and not turn the ball over four times like they did against Minnesota. But you know, like, you know, I if you lost to Minnesota week one at home. Now you get to go into Colorado. I mean, that place is. I think that place is going to be bumping, right? Yeah, so, it is. Um, I don't know. So it's just. It's obviously must-watch TV. I like. I like Colorado. Plus, uh, excuse me, minus three in that game. So another game, uh, probably the best game of the week, is Texas at Alabama. Number eleven, Texas at number three, Alabama. Uh, why is Alabama three? Why did they jump up two spots when they just beat up on Middle Tennessee State? I have I have no explanation like, for this. I, like, I get Florida State jumping up, deservedly so, but. Alabama, there is no reason that they should have leapfrogged Ohio State in the AP rankings. Like no. Ohio like, State had a tough road game, conference game, conference opponent, and they they won by three possessions. Like they're like I don't know, I have no yeah like, and it doesn't it doesn't really matter unless it stays this way, right? No, it doesn't. Like, it doesn't matter. But exactly, if if everyone keeps winning out, like it's gonna take. Okay, Ohio State will probably jump them come Michigan if Michigan stays who Michigan is supposed to be, right? If they beat Michigan, I'm not sure if that's in Columbus or Ann Arbor this year. Um, they'll probably leapfrog them, but like Alabama plays in the SEC. They're, they're not going to have an easy schedule whatsoever, you know? So it's, there's a possibility that they don't if Alabama keeps winning out, which I don't think will happen. I, 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 I mean, we, Alabama we know lose. how the top five goes. Everybody's probably going to lose. I think Alabama you know? loses at least two this year. I really do. I'm not high on them. And I think they probably lose this one. I think Texas takes no, there's this. No, well, there's a reason Nick Saban hates NIL. Like, yeah, the talent's getting spread around a little bit more. I don't I don't think Alabama's going to reload from what – I mean, like last year they they, they should have lost to Texas. Yeah, there was you a one-point game. Coin years goes out in the second quarter, I think, yeah. and they, it was it was 21-20, I, mean, I believe. I mean, injuries are injuries. Like, that's not Alabama's fault. You no, know? it's and not, it's like, but, it but is the, it is the Texas starting quarterback nonetheless. Yeah, and, and, well, and, you know, Ewers is back now. And he's and he's motivated by Arch Manning behind him. And, and, and guess who's not back? It's Bryce Young and Will Anderson, no, the no leader Bryce on the, yeah. the leader on the offense, leader on the defense. Like we talked about, the two quarterback system, Alabama is kind of flirting with that too. Their their main guy is more of a runner than he is a passer at this point. Like I don't, 
I don't see it. Yeah. Like at least like seven and a half is a crazy number for me. I, maybe it's the respect of of uh, Brian Denny Stadium, but yeah, I, yeah, Texas. Yeah, it's true. I mean, Texas was home for that for that close call last year, last minute field goal. Um, now, now they're on the road, but plus seven and a half. Yeah, I like Texas. I, I think it's Texas it's a, money line. Yeah, I mean, I I don't hate that either, but definitely Texas to cover. Yeah. Um, let's see, and you know, to that point, Ohio State after after again a tough conference game against a, a a team that was just running out the clock on them, you know, the whole day. Um, you know, I I don't know. People say that they don't pay attention to these things, the rankings. That's bulletin board material. Like, oh, you got bumped down because you like. I think. Oh, Ohio, Ryan Day is in there talking about. I it think hundred percent. I think Ohio State's putting seventy on Youngstown State. They're minus forty one and a half. At Brian home, Brian home opener. Brian okay. Hartline is in that wide receiver room. They're like Marvin Marvin Harrison. The guys on Sellout Sports are asking why you went two for eighteen last week. You know. Oh yeah, they're definitely listening. Yeah yeah. yeah. Press clippings. Tori Rich and Mike Mawson. Yes, sir. All right, so yeah, I, I think uh, I think Ohio State's going to cover that minus forty-one and a half. You don't see numbers that big very often, but it's Youngstown State, so fuck yeah. it. So I'm taking that one. Um, let's see, what else we got? Oh yeah, Notre Dame ends at at NC State. Now NC State only you know they only beat UConn on the you know at UConn by ten. Um, yeah, I'm not sold on NC State. But I'm telling you, man, if that yeah if that kid gets a seventy-one-yard touchdown run against NC State's defense. Um, man, Notre Dame, they got two, probably two first round picks at tackle. And it, like, I'm not sold on Harmon yet. I don't need to be. It doesn't matter. I, I think, I think, uh, Notre Dame's going to run them over. Yeah. I think Hartman has a couple more weeks to figure it out until he, we, you know, they get the aforementioned Buckeyes. I think that's in, I think that's at Notre Dame, not hundred percent sure, but that'll be a hell of a game. I think that's, that's two weeks from now. So that I'm looking for uh, that one circled on my calendar. And then just a couple of sneakier ones, maybe you know, maybe not the more high profile, but Boise State plus three and a half at home against UCF. Um, Boise State looked bad, fifty six nineteen, but really it was a close game. They were actually um, they were within nine in the third quarter, and uh, Boise State kind of fell apart late. But I think UCF having to travel across the country, uh, play Boise State at you know on the they still got the blue turf there, right? Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, so, um, no, I think Boise State covers the plus three and a half there. And then this is a really interesting one because Appalachian State obviously always has a reputation Just for... Just ask Michigan. For, yeah, for upsets. It wasn't this... They, uh, or, or, excuse me. No, it, no, they beat Michigan a long time ago when Michigan was number five, but they yeah, they yeah. had another big upset. Six, I think it was. Um, they had another big upset over, like, a top ten team at one point, too. So, anyway, and they almost beat North Carolina last year. In a crazy game, sixty-three to sixty-one. That was in Boone, right? That, um, yes, that was that was that. Weird State. shit happens in Boone, North Carolina. Yeah. So, the, but this one is in North Carolina. But that being said, Boone, North Carolina is only—it's not even a no. It is a two and a half hour drive to Chapel Hill. So, I, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of Appalachian State fans there. So it was uh, it was Texas A&M they beat. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know. App State's got a reputation for this. So I think both are interesting. Plus 19, so App, App State getting plus 19 in, in what might not even prove to be a road game, that much of a road game, you know? And then plus 625 on the money line, I like it. I don't know. Getting spicy, I like it. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, <laughs> just, a, just a small one here uh, in college football. So, last night, Louisville, 56 nothing win over Murray State, whatever. Um, they, Mike, guess, just try and guess how many quarterbacks they played last night. Fifty-six nothing. All right, so 
starter probably got pulled in the third quarter. They gave some transfer, or, you know, redshirt freshman some run, and probably ran him until I'm going to go two. Uh, you, you think two? No, well, yeah, uh, nine. I, I, I mean, I, I, they have nine quarterbacks I, on their I, roster. I, yeah, so so this is so they so, uh, so Jack Plummer, um, apparently not related to Jake the Snake of uh, Arizona State fame and and NFL fame, but yeah, so Jack Plummer is the starter. Quarterback. He was a pretty he was a solid NFL quarterback. Yeah, too. he was. So anyway, not related though. Um, but yeah. And so Jeff Brown was a quarterback himself, by the way. So this is, and uh, so he wants to get all his quarterbacks some playing time. I guess I don't know. This uh, this feels a little bit like you know participation trophy shit to me. But let me give you this anyway. So Jack Plummer goes sixteen to twenty two, two forty seven touchdown, two picks. Then uh, Harrison Bailey, Brock Dolman, Brady Allen, and Pierce Clarkson all come in and throw at least one pass, and uh, and then four other guys. Got in and uh, yeah, nine guys. That's wild. I like it. You know, give them give them some run. Be like, hey, you know, with the transfer portal, like, hey, I'll get you in a snap. Like, you're gonna we're gonna beat up on an FCS team, right? It was an FCS. Well, team. Let's just uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Murray State. That's that's kind of just my John point, Morant though. isn't coming that's... through that door anytime soon. <laughs> I don't. Know. I I don't like it actually. I I uh, you know, it's not a big deal, but I like if you're doing that to get all of these guys playing time like for experience sure but if you have nine quarterbacks you're not going to be able to play nine quarterbacks so why are you getting them all yeah you can't even have a quarterback room you gotta have like a quarterback like conference room it has to be a little bit bigger right? yeah no shit yeah like you need a bigger table like i, I didn't even know they carried nine quarterbacks in uh, college that's wild programs. To me. um but again you know brahm's a brahm was a quarterback himself so i guess maybe that's part of it i don't know um but i just don't think it makes any sense like if you want to get if you want to get valuable reps for one or two backups, sure. I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. Um, it sounds like they did get valuable reps for one or two backups, and then they kind of just threw everyone else in, no? Well, they got valuable reps for four backups, which how many backups do you really need to get experience for? I don't know. Whatever. It's it's probably not a big deal either they're, way. They're, just, uh, they're preparing for the emergency quarterback role that they're going to you know overtake in the NFL one day. Participation trophy. Speaking of, the, speaking of transfer portal bullshit, um, Mac Brown, North Carolina head coach, is right on this one. Um, his transfer, uh, Tez, or so yeah, Tez Walker transferred in to North Carolina from and, Kent State, I believe. Uh, right? uh, no, from uh, so originally NC Central, um, Kent. No, Kent State. Yeah, Kent State. Yeah, and where he was a first team All Mac selection in 2022. So he so he transfers to North Carolina, and this is what happened. This is per the CBS article. So. Uh, Walker is the unfortunate victim of timing. Walker committed to North Carolina December 21 of 2022 and enrolled on January 9. Two days later, the NCAA issued guidelines limited uh, that limited eligibility waivers for second-time transfers. So, which I get. Oh no! I, and I'm I the transfer portal is crazy. We'll, we'll get to that in a second, right? Like the numbers are crazy on the transfer portal. However, 100%. this kid did it under the assumption that he was that he was going to get a waiver because like one of one of them was for covid right um yeah so and like the the NCAA issues waivers all the time uh and had hard, been. hard circumstances things like that if if a family member is ill or you know you're you're coming home to tend to somebody or or things of, of that nature then it's but, so weird because it's like a case by case basis and it just seems like this case they're like 
yeah, let's just fuck this kid's future up a well, little bit. Well, this was one of those times where the, like it made sense, and he made the decision before the rule was changed. Right, it's not he his fault He made the decision they... based on, like, yeah, everybody's allowed to transfer. On so the letter it, of I'm the a, law, yeah. Yeah, like, and so, and Mac Brown, understandably pissed, okay? He's like, he says, I don't know that I've ever been more disappointed in a person, a group of people, or an institution than I am with the NCAA right now. Good for you, Mac Brown. Yeah. Oh, it gets better. It's clear that the NCAA is about process, and it couldn't care less about the young people it's supposed to be supporting. Plain and simple, the NCAA has failed Tez and his family, and I've lost all faith in its ability to lead and govern our sport. They've messed so many things up as it relates to college football, and now their failures have negatively impacted the life of one of our own. And um, if, you, if you hear that, I want to play for Mac Brown now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's like a recruiting thing. Do I actually like what Mac Brown said? Is it more of a give more power to the conferences? There, there could be a lot of things there, but honestly, I mean, just taking him at his word, yeah. Like, I mean, we're going to come after the NCAA too, and what they did was bullshit. It was like, and so like to speaking to that point, right? I don't think I mean, many people are like rooting for the NCAA, <laughs> you know? They, no, they made their bed. And and but if we're going to be fair, right? Let's go. Let's go back. So the, uh, January 11th, that's when they made the rule to limit all these second-time transfers, right? Because the numbers were just getting out of control. It was just, Looking at you, Deion Sanders. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Deion Sanders is literally, is literally 5% of the transfer portal. But literally, because it's 2,000 kids. We're in the uh, change schools this year. And 120 of them were quarterbacks, by the way. Um, but to be fair to the NCAA on this one probably needed to be reined in just a little bit right no 100 percent. that being said tez walker didn't deserve to get fucked over right. when he like why are you making a yeah like, like who like it, this is you know this is gonna you're gonna say this is a reach but it, again it's you know james bradbury quote unquote holding juju in the super bowl who would have been mad at you if you if you hadn't made that call who would have actually complained? Who, who in that stage of the game would have made that, you know, complained about it? So who's going to bitch we'll be, about Tez Walker? Leave it to you to bring it back to NFL yeah, officials. It's like, it's like, yeah, because yeah. it's still disgusting. It's still disgusting that that happened. We'll talk through it. It'll be okay. Um, I am objective. I really am. Come on. I said a lot of nice things about Patrick Mahomes. I did. And uh, by the way, I still, the Chiefs are, are the Super Bowl champs and the defending Super Bowl champs. And the Eagles didn't deserve to win the game. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that was a shitty way for the game to end. All right. LaShawn McCoy fumbled, by the way. Or no, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Miles Sanders. That was a fumble. Miles Sanders fumbled. Um, but anyway, this, this NCAA thing, it's just another nail in the coffin of like, yeah, I mean, I mean he said it right. Like, like they cannot govern anymore. They're yeah, they're, they're a joke. Um, and a guy that's not going to be entering the transfer portal t- anytime soon, I wouldn't imagine. Because he uh, already but, did. But, uh, yeah, but so is it, is it second time transfer after only one year at your current school, or like what's the what's the? Oh no, I got you. Yeah, 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 hundred so, percent. But um, I'm just saying, like he followed he followed Lincoln Riley to USC. Yeah. So yeah, so we're talking about Caleb Williams in case you haven't figured it out by now. Um, Caleb Williams' father, he says he says it's um, not a done deal. Really, Williams and his father said it's not a done deal um, that he's entering the draft this year, even though he would be the number one overall pick. I'm not a fan of this. I, I so Arthur, uh, his dad. Why did I say Arthur? Carl. Carl. Where the fuck, where the fuck <laughs> you, did I get you're Arthur? You're not going to get that, are you? Um, it's a Jimmy Neutron reference. Carl. <laughs> uh, wow. 
a, re- a reference that you well, knew. It's, that a, I it's my childhood show. I mean, well, fair know. enough. Um, so anyway, so yeah, so Carl Williams though um, says the way the system is constructed, you go to the worst possible situation. No shit. But anyway, the worst possible team, the worst organization in the league because of their desire for parity gets the first pick. Well, do you have a better fucking idea? Um, it's the gift and the curse. I, I mean, I've talked to Archie Manning. His career was shot because he went to a horrible organization. I've talked to Lincoln Riley, and Kyler Murray struggled because of where he was drafted. Bullshit. Kyler, Kyler Murray had every opportunity. Kyler Murray is just too dedicated to Call of Duty to be good at the NFL. And that's that's not even a joke. That's like that's like it was a joke for a little bit, but then it actually became true. No, like, it's it's true. Yeah, I think it was true the whole time. But and like, I think it kind of came out. And it, what is it like 180 million guaranteed for him? I don't know. He's he's one of the and like I'm not I'm for video games. You can do both. Like Devin Booker plays video games. He's very good at the NBA. You know what I mean? In the same city. <laughs> I. Anyway, Kyler Murray is a bad example. And I don't even think Baker Mayfield's a great example either. Um, yes, Baker Mayfield was drafted first overall um, after, an after an 0-16 team. season under Hugh Jackson. And then, you know, and then they cleaned house. And then they brought in a lot of talent around Baker Mayfield. And then within a couple of years, Mayfield was in the playoffs and winning a playoff game. Um, I don't know. So, anyway. I think it goes back to the conversation that we had where I mentioned 7 out of the 11 last number one picks we're in the playoffs within two years. Like it's a bad situation at the time, but with the cap and with the number one pick, if you're an impact player, especially at quarterback, like like your narrative says, you will have an impact on the team. And if you're Caleb Williams and you're the number one player and you're the, the supposed best quarterback, then your talent will bring your franchise to a new level. Look, I don't want to act like uh, this. This is something completely new. Um. The whole like I'm not if I'm the first overall pick I'm not going to this team. Yeah, it's I mean ha- Eli Manning, right? Well, like, no, before that John Elway. It's happened before, right? So Joe th- Burrow even thought about it, but Joe Burrow was he's like, nope, I'm a, I'm Mr. Ohio. I'll go to the Bengals, and look how that's turned out for yeah. him: two hundred seventy-five million dollars and a Super Bowl appearance. However, if Caleb Williams does pull this, you know what I mean, and just says, no, I'm not going to play for the Cardinals, or you know, like it, it's his right to not enter the draft. But as soon as you enter the draft. Like you go where you you go where you go, and what what Elway did was bullshit. What Eli Manning did was bullshit. If you ask me, if you're that good, you'll 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 make the I team. Agree. So here's the thing. Again, the player empowerment shit comes over from the NBA. It comes into the NFL. I'm not a fan of it. And the thing is, is I, like I'm for player empowerment. Like like pay these motherfuckers. I, I don't want I don't want the money to stay in the owners' pockets. So yeah, pay them more. Sure, right. but if you want a league, then the best players have to be dispersed throughout all 32 teams and there's layers to this right obviously with nil more guys are staying an extra year and there there's some guys that'll get more money in you know college endorsements than they will being a fringe roster practice squad guy that maybe gets cut after a year and a half or two years you know what i mean like if you can make a million dollars staying at alabama staying in you know la for playing for usc being the guy on the campus like that's a great lifestyle. Like you're in college, you're the man on campus. It's true. You know what I mean? But, I mean, like, but it's also just like, all right, so what do they think is going to happen next year? You know what I mean? Like, no, that's true. And that's not, that's not Caleb Williams. I'm not trying to muddy, oh, muddy those waters, but you know, he can get, I don't know his NIL deals, but I'm sure he's making a lot of money this year. I'm sure he's doing okay this year. Yeah. And the thing, so I just, again, it's just the institution of like dictating where you're going to go. I'm sorry. That's not like, like everybody's like, well, it's a job. And so they should get to, you know, be where they want to be like, okay, sure. In free agency, 
Like, but again, if you enter the draft, then there are procedures in place that keep parity in place. And again, this is why, like, you know, something like the NBA, it's starting to suck because if you don't, if you're not on a coast, and if you're not on a warm coast, then you have no, you have no chance of signing anybody. So, so if you don't draft well, you have no chance of building a team in the NBA. All right, like, we've gotten to the NBA doom and gloom section of the podcast. So I think we uh, we switch tones here and and finish it up with some uh, national holidays. That's true, because we because we are rays of sunshine and we have to celebrate every day, Mike. Nationaltoday.com, please sponsor us. Yeah, National Today, shout out. We're at, um, yeah, we're gonna be on social by the end of the weekend. By the way, so um, anyway, September 9th, International Sudoku Day. I used to do, do Sudoku all the time when I was, uh, I guess I was like, you know, b- before I was a teacher and I was basically a glorified babysitter. And it's kind of weird because now I like literally, you know, I see those pages before they go out. But I was a teacher. I used to grab the paper every day and I would do the and I would do the puzzles. And Sudoku's like, it's you know how smart you have to be to do to get the Friday Sudoku. But then think about this. How smart do you have to be to make Sudoku right. puzzles? Holy right. shit. Right? That's true. It, what's what's everyone's like infatuation with uh like grids like of some sort like there's the number grids and now there's like you know there was it not wordle was it wordle well it's wordle and then like immaculate grid and and like the sports grids now too it's like weird how like grids are popular it's kind of taken over you know what like maybe it's like helping ai learn about us like just like people love squares or something yeah no i mean i love all these fucking puzzles i do them all yeah i do connections and uh wordle Worldle, which where you have to like guess that's not a good one, but you have to guess like where the country is or whatever. It's all good stuff. Anyway, uh, September 9th, 2002. This is a good one. 72 year old Buzz Aldrin punched a moon landing conspiracy theorist in the face. This fucking ugly motherfucker. Oh, and he fucked, dude, 72 years old, and he gave it to him right on the chin. He didn't drop him, unfortunately, but he's fucking 72, whatever. But you know that shit hurt. And like and he fucking deserved it because if you're a moon landing conspiracy theorist, you're a fucking idiot, and uh, we don't we don't need you as a listener. Do you think it was Kyrie Irving? <laughs> I wish it was Kyrie Irving. <laughs> Probably um, a little, little too uh, early for that. So, uh, yeah, no, no, this happened. Yeah, it was 2002, so I think Kyrie was uh, you know playing elementary school. Do you ball, think Duke is embarrassed by Kyrie Irving? I sure hope so. Like that's in that's a very accredited university. Yeah, he really put that, you know, one year of Duke education to, to great use. Uh, uh, we, we'll, we'll get to shitting on Kyrie Irving all year. because Yeah, sorry, I was supposed to be positive. So, yeah, he's, he's one of the most hateable NBA players ever. September 10th. Not going to lie, not a lot going on here, but luckily it's uh, September 10th. Falls on a Sunday this year. It's the first NFL Sunday, so we can just watch that all day. Absolutely. <laughs> and also... Uh, September 10th, 1897, the first drunk driving arrest was made. Oh, there you go. You got something. I don't even, yeah. And I don't even know, I don't even know if that's driving because no, he, he crashed what a taxi. I had to look this shit up. Like he crashed a taxi into a building. What, what was a taxi in 1897? Yeah. It was a horse drawn buggy in London. I go to Saratoga sometimes. It'd be hilarious to see a jockey just hammered on, <laughs> on one of those horses. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. So, uh, you know. Yeah, uh, drunk driving's come a long way since. Um, you know, was it a? Uh, I just put this in the paper today. The guy, uh, uh, he had a he, in Florida. He, he's a big federal attorney, and he 
he tried to hand a Department of Justice card to the police, and he had a .17. He was like crashing into. Yeah, he did a hit and run. Who and, was uh, that? Was that Acuna Junior. that did that on the Braves? Was he like he got? It was a Braves player, a prominent Braves player, a couple years ago. Got pulled over, I believe it was for drinking and driving. And pulled though, do you know who I am? Literally, do you oh, know who Jesus. I am? Oh. Yeah. I don't think Acuna did that, did he? It was it was something I think it might have been. I don't know. We'll check it. We'll we'll check into it. And then um just basically any chance I get to say that Nirvana's overrated. So uh 1991, Smells Like Teen Spirit was released as a single. I realize that's a very controversial statement to people. Um older than Mike, because he doesn't even know who Nirvana is. I know but. who Nirvana is. I know this song. I think it's a good song. And it's, it, There's nothing wrong with the song, but again, it, like it's like when people get mad when I say the Beatles are overrated. It's like, I said overrated. I didn't say suck. Fair enough. Fair enough. You know what I mean? No, I know. I'm, I'm, Do I'm, not come after Jimmy Buffett right now. To, whoa, whoa. Jeez. Like, I'm not a monster. Thank you. Like, yeah, I'm just saying, well, okay. I, I get why you said that now. Yeah, because I, I feel like Kurt Cobain... Kurt Cobain's death gave them a bump that maybe previously wasn't really uh, warranted. And now I am a monster. It's okay. Except the Foo Fighters are way better and Dave Grohl's way better. So whatever. Also, there were like three better bands that were grunge bands. Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Ooh, all better. All better. Pearl Jam. Yeah. All better than them. So whatever. Um, and September 11th is National Make Your Bed Day. Fuck that shit. I don't make my bed. All right. One second. My apologies to Ronald Acuna Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Correction. <laughs> it was Marcel Ozuna, who's right. also another uh, you know prominent player on the True. Braves. True. Yeah, he's a big deal. Um, uh, and the names do sound similar, so that's fair. Apologies. Correction. <laughs> All right. National Make Your Bed Day. Is that what you're, is that what you're yeah, talking Yeah, National about? Make Your Bed Day. I just said fuck that. I, like, I'm not doing that. Like, Military man not making his bed, huh? Uh, maybe that's why I'm rebelling. You know. Fair enough. I don't make my bed, but... Yeah, I don't have discipline. But you, but but you expect it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're both pieces of shit. I think that, I think that's the moral here. Um, uh, no news is good news day. Uh, so the so it says on uh, National Today, explore the benefits of unplugging from the world. I think I think like that's almost even even for even for journalists. A couple of journalists like no news is good news day. Yeah, I put this on uh, because admittedly, aforementioned Jimmy Buffett. Uh, I woke up to like four texts Saturday morning that. The first, the first one I read was verbatim. I'm sorry about the news, and my mind, I did not know where oh, to go. Oh Jesus, who the fuck does that? <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, "What is going on here?" And it was like in the middle, and I, I read that one, and then above it was, "Bro, Jimmy Buffett died," and then another Jimmy Buffett died sad emoji, and I was like, "Oh, like I was very sad, but oh, yeah, I was kind of relieved at the same time." Yeah, man. Now uh, it's been a weird. I mean, you know. Bob Barker just passed yeah. too, and yeah. like yeah, so I, I, it's been a weird couple of weeks as far as that stuff goes. I guess there's always there's always a few, but Jimmy Buffett that's a sad one for sure. You know, uh, Margaritaville is only top ten hit. Really? Yeah, he's I, got I so just, many hits. Like come Monday, oh, fans, oh jeez, what a great man. Uh, September twelfth, should wrap it up here. National Video Game Day. I'm a I'm an avid video game player. I don't know about yourself. Dude, this shit is crazy, right? My my mom, you know, who lives 20 minutes away, she found my old Nintendo 64 oh, in her yeah. basement. And so she's like, like, do you want it? I was like, fuck yeah, I want it. Dude, this is like two months ago. This is how busy I am right now. I haven't even plugged the fucking thing in to see if it works. Yeah, I haven't been playing much either, but... 
Goldeneye, uh, by the way, Goldeneye, dude, we're totally, because you haven't played, right? No, I never this, played it. Again, this this shows the age disparity. Like, dude, as soon, as soon as I test this thing out, if it works, we're playing Goldeneye. It's the best video game ever. Yeah, just to give you a little uh, insight on the, you know, behind the scenes, 1.04 a.m. right now. Probably going to go play some NCAA football 14 on my PS3. Yeah, we're this. both still caffeinated. Fuck. I, I, might, I might stay and play some NCAA <laughs> with you. My, my wife's fast asleep. She didn't give a fuck. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and uh, also fuck you, Madden, for not improving your game for like the last seventeen years. Yeah, just on that. NBA Two K is much better. Yeah, which I know, dude. I, I would literally probably rather play NBA Two K, even though I don't even like basketball. All right. Um, well, that's gonna do it for this week. I think you've had enough of us, <laughs> including the thirty minutes on the on the Chiefs and Lions. But uh, hey, I think we're, I think we're getting better here. Um, yeah, look uh, look us up on uh, we have. Uh, I'm on podcasts on five different ones. Google, Google, we're Pod- everywhere now. Yeah, Google Podcasts hasn't uh, hasn't put us on yet. Uh, they're they're a little slow, but yeah, we're on Spotify, Apple, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio, and, and uh, uh, Instagram Sellout Sports Pod. Uh, Twitter is at Sellout Sports Co because uh, some asshole took Sellout Sports and hasn't been active. We're we're gonna try and get that one. But uh, yeah, I think we we got a Facebook coming as well, right? And if and if we got uh, email submissions, selloutsports802 at gmail.com. Yeah, we're still waiting for the for the chain gang from the North Carolina. Exactly, South Carolina I still want to know what was going on. Don't worry that it's a week stand. late. Like I, we're we're still interested. Yeah, we, we no, you are you are you have an open open invite open invite to the show. I want to know what happened with uh, 